Good evening, 9 being 7 o'clock, I call the April 6, 2022 meeting of the Franklin Town Council to order. Recording in progress. That's a good thing. Please pause for a moment of silence. Please stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Announcements from the chair. All citizens are now welcome to attend public board and committee meetings in person. Additionally, in an effort to maximize citizen engagement opportunities, you will be able to continue to participate remotely via phone or Zoom using the provided phone number, or you may click the Zoom link that is on the posted agenda and on the town's website. Phone number is 929-205-6099. And enter the meeting ID, which is 879-8758-4971. The attached link and phone number will be active for the duration of the meeting for citizens to ask questions and or voice concerns. If residents are just interested in watching the meeting, it will also be live streamed by Franklin TV and shown on Comcast Channel 11 and Verizon Channel 29. Uh, Council Pellegri will be unable to attend uh, tonight's meeting. And uh, the last announcement I have, I'm going to call, ask the fire chief if he would come forward and I'd like to share this announcement through the chair's announcement. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chief. Chairman. Uh, members of the council, if it's okay with you, I'd like to first introduce Mr. Joe Pasco. He's a regional manager with ISO. For him to come up and say a few words, and I'd like to follow if I could just to give some uh, thank yous to people who deserve it that I hit today. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Chief. Thanks, Chief. Thank you for allowing me to be here today. My name is Joe Pasco. I'm the Northeast Regional Manager for ISO. Um, we are the leading provider of insurance data um, to the insurance company. 92% um, of the large insurance companies use our data, our public protection classification. Um, we rate over 45,000 fire jurisdictions in the United States on a scale from 1 to 10. 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. Um, out of those 45,000, there are 400 and currently 458 Class 1 Fire Departments. So I'm here today to congratulate the Fire Department, the Water Department, the 911 Center, and the Building Department of Franklin for being our 459th Public Protection Class 1. tell the insurance companies how to use our information, but we estimate that it's usually uh, a savings of seven to 15% for insurance premiums per class. 
So in class one is a very difficult classification to get, so congratulations to you all. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Jim, we thank Joe for being here. He actually drove here from Syracuse to be with him uh, with us tonight. So we really appreciate you being here. It's a big deal to us, too. So thank you. Um, Chairman, members of the council, uh, my role here tonight is to thank a lot of people who worked very hard in this effort. This was a true collaboration. No one person could do this, and uh, we had a lot of help. Uh, from the fire department standpoint, I do want to start off with my administrative team, both deputies, Glitch Barberi. Captain Blanchard and our executive assistant Tracy Hosford, both before, during, and after our, uh, our site visit on August 27th is when they were here. They did a lot of work, and uh, we, I really, really appreciate all the effort that they did make. Um, July of 2020, if we remember, that's when we had our promotional ceremony right at the beginning of COVID out on the front ramp. Uh, for me, that was the game changer. That's when we implemented a reorganization of the Franklin Fire Department. And what was significant to that was that's when we had our first ever battalion chiefs. And 21 months later, I can tell you, namely Chief Allen, Chief Colucci, Chief Darling, Chief Sims, they've done an amazing job. They go out every day in the morning, they do uh, go throughout the town, they do inspections. They each have specific collateral duties that they're all responsible for. And ironically, or uh, unfortunately, I would say, since mid-June June of uh, July of 20, in all 21, we've had some significant fire incidents here in town. They all performed great. They did a great job having good command presence and they've created a more efficient operation for our fire department. And they did it in a safer manner. But if you would ask me what specifically took us to this next rating of one, what really did it was training. And our battalion chief Carlucci, who I have to name, is our training officer and we couldn't have picked a better guy to be that training officer. It felt like times around here we were doing more training than the FDNY at times around here. Uh, he just did a phenomenal job, Chief Colucci, and, um, but he'll tell you it's not about setting up a training schedule and just checking off boxes. What really made this work was the buy-in. The buy-in from the rank and file of this department, every single one of them. Last spring, we had two separate vendors come here and conduct trainings that we were able to bring in because we have an AFG grant to absorb that cost. Both of them, at separate times and separate months, came up to me at the end of the two-week training. One was for rapid intervention training, one was for pop operator training. Both of them came into my office and said, we would like to come back. Thought that department is made up of respectful, attentive firefighters who truly want to be better. So for any fire chief, there isn't a better compliment I can tell you to get that. And I really, can't express enough how proud I am of these firefighters. I'm really glad to be affiliated with them. I'd like to give them a hand. I do want to mention the leadership of IFF Local 2637, currently being led by Brian Hammond, formerly led by Chuck Allen. When the, the leadership of the union and the leadership of the administration have a cordial and respectful relationship with the same common goal of being a better department, which we do, the sky is the limit. And tonight I think that's an example of the great relationship we have and we're going to have continuing in the days ahead. I also want to give credit to the, our SAFE team, led by our uh, SAFE officer, Doug Perro, 
As you folks know, there's been a lot of public outreach in our community with the kids, with the elderly, and they do a great job. That does factor into positive score here. And I also want to mention, um, now really need to mention, is the water department. 40% of this score is the water department. So I asked the DPW director with his leadership team from the water department, Doug Martin, Jake Stanley, and the rest of the team. So important for them to be here. They were so supportive of us. We have a great relationship with them and they did a lot of work. There was 36 specific sites in town that had to have recent flow tests. There was a lot of information that they had to get. Doug was right there with us the day of the audit. They had to provide a lot more information after that. We have a great relationship with them. They do a phenomenal job. They're out doing flush, uh, flush and hydrogen just this week. And I cannot say enough about the water department here. It's such an integral uh, part of fire protection for this town. They've done a phenomenal job. So Doug, Jake, Brutus, thank you very much. I do want to also quickly give a shout out to Mike D'Angelo. Communications is a part of this as well. As you know, we've had some issues in certain sections of the town. Mike has done a phenomenal job at the Forge Street, uh, the Forge Hill location, Keller, Keller Sullivan. Our radio transmissions are better in that area, which is so important for us in public safety, and it's going to be even better in the future, and he's not done with that radio project now. So it's just another example of how all the different departments in the town of Franklin work together, and so all good stuff happen, that's happening here tonight. I do have to mention our state delegation, Senate President Spilka, Senator Rausch, and our good friend Representative Roy. Um, big advocates for the Franklin Fire Department, very supportive. Um, when we were, our uh, backs were against the wall when we were getting out of civil service, and we wanted to start our reorganization, there was a lot going on in July of 2020. They had our back and they made that have helped make that happen. Um, whenever I've had important issues for the Fire Chiefs Association, of Massachusetts FCAM, they always take my call if there's something important to our organization for support. But probably even more important than that, they come to our events, they come to our open houses, they come to our swearing ins, they come to our retirement parties. They either them or someone from their staff always makes an effort to be there. So we really appreciate that. So thank you. We appreciate that. Boss, I gotta thank the boss. Uh, I gotta give credit to uh, the town administrator, Jamie, and his staff. Um, uh, a huge proponent of public safety, as you all know, as well as you. Um, I remember when I was going up to his office to talk about the two new fire trucks in the middle of a pandemic. I said to myself, "This is going to be a quick meeting. I might not have to take my coat off." And, uh, but he actually listened, and he wanted to know all the pros and cons of doing this. And once he listened to me, uh, he gave the green light to bring it forward in front of this council. And um, I don't know how many town administrators would do that in the middle of a pandemic. So Jamie, thank you very much. <laughs> I also want to acknowledge the finance, uh, the FinCom committee, uh, led by Chairman Dow and Vice Chair Conley, uh, another committee that's extremely supportive of the Franklin Fire Department. In fact, the chairman and the vice chairman don't just uh, I'm just concerned with the financial situation of the fire department. They pretty much keep tabs on us every minute of every day. And if <laughs> something is not quite right, they're not afraid to give me a call and keep me on top of my game. So uh, we thank them as well. But um, last but certainly not least, it's the Town of Franklin Town Council. And I do want to include in my remarks uh, former 
Councilman Kelly and late Councilman Bisante. You're the, you're the group, you're the important council that approved a reorganization. You approved adding battalion chiefs to the job. You approved two new trucks. You approved four new firefighters. All things that cost money. And not only did we not get the support of this town council, we got unanimous support from the town council. So on behalf of the Franklin Fire Department, I just want to say we are extremely grateful for all the support you've given this fire department, certainly since I've been here. And we do not take it for granted, and we can't thank you enough. We appreciate it. Finally, Mr. Chair, I just would like to acknowledge uh, a colleague of mine, a good friend of mine, the Chief of the Foxborough Fire Department is here today, Mike Keller. Chief Keller, what's he in the back row? You want to come up, Chief Keller? You don't want to come up, but... So, uh, Chief Keller is here, and um, so we're the ninth, ninth Fire Department to get an ISO 1 in the state of Massachusetts, 15th in New England, and now we're the 459th in the country, but... The Foxborough Fire Department got their ISO 1 designation in December of 2020. And the reason why I know that so well is because Chief Kettleher has reminded me each and every day <laughs> that he's an ISO 1 department. Um, so um, they were the first suburban fire department to get that, and the first fire-based EMS department to get that, which means the top seven in the state of Massachusetts are urban fire departments, and they do not provide patient transport to the hospitals. So they do hold that distinction of being number one for suburban and for five ACMS. But Mr. Chairman, I am extremely proud to tell you tonight that the Franklin Fire Department is the first suburban fire department in Massachusetts and the first fire-based EMS department in Massachusetts to put an ISO 1 decal on a traditional red truck <laughs> because for anybody that's not familiar with the Foxborough Fire Department, all of their apparatus is white, which I would think is going to be somewhat confusing for the young kids in Foxborough. <laughs> but uh, we will hold that distinction and put that in the truck. See that door? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, just a couple of short comments. Uh, again, I think uh, the chief uh, and Joe as well. Uh, what's involved in getting that uh, and the percentage of different things? It's 50% of it being the uh, quality of your local fire department, 40% being the availability of water supply, 10% being communications. These are all things that this council, this administrative team has worked very hard on the last few years to get the regional communication center going, upgrading our water, our water supply, and as well as reorganizing the uh, fire department. And I also think it's important if you look at the percentages and just roughly look at it, 0.7% yep. 
RIS01. And that's just a remarkable accomplishment. And I would say that there's probably not one of those fire departments that have the sticker already on the red fire truck that says ISO 1. So congratulations. Okay, moving on. <clears throat> Citizens' comments. Citizens are welcome to express their views for up to three minutes on a matter that is not on the agenda. The council will not engage in a dialogue or comment on a matter raised during citizens' comments. The town council will give remarks appropriate consideration and may ask the town administrator to review the matter. Is there anyone in the council chambers that would like to speak on an item not on tonight's agenda? Please come forward. And if you would just state your name and address, please. Um, so my name is Honor Kavishwar. I live at 710 Pond Street and I'm a student at Franklin High School and the president of the student government. And so the issue I'm bringing up today is students' lack of ability to effectively crowdfund for events at the Franklin High School. This is a result of the rules and uh, rules in place to stop more accessible and convenient methods of online payment, for example, Venmo. And so well, the, problem, the problem is that when we're not allowed to use these more accessible and convenient methods, it would increase apathy towards events that students would otherwise be more interested in if they were able to pay more conveniently. And this decreases the amount of money students are able to fundraise at the Franklin High School, and which is why we need to be able to use more accessible and convenient softwares so we can fundraise more effectively. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, is there anyone else in the audience that would like to speak on an item not on tonight's agenda? How about is there anyone out in uh, Zoom land that would like to speak on an item not on tonight's agenda? I don't see any you, Alicia. I don't see anyone. Okay, seeing none, we will move on. Uh, we have no minutes to approve this evening, uh, no proclamations or recognitions. Uh, appointments, we do have a couple of appointments and I'd ask the fire chief uh, to come forward. Mr. Chairman, tonight we're proud to introduce the two newest firefighter paramedics with the Franklin Fire Department. The two, I asked them to step forward, firefighter paramedic James Cook and firefighter paramedic Michael Eaton. Face them. Face them. That way you'll be on camera. Yeah. Face the bus. 
Okay, so James is here tonight with his wife Taylor and daughters Tegan and McAdam. James earned his EMT in 2007 and began his emergency services career working for various municipal and private services in the home state of Connecticut. James worked his way through college at the University of Connecticut, earning a Bachelor's of Science degree in Biology in 2012. He completed paramedic school at Bridgeport Hospital in 2014 and met his wife while working in the city of Bridgeport. After moving with her to Massachusetts, James began his fire service career in 2017 with the Sharon Fire Department. He has taken numerous fire training classes and has completed certification in rope rescue and fire officer one, with plans to continue training in technical rescue. He holds instructor certificates in ACLS and VLS. His badge will be pinned on by his wife Taylor tonight after he gets the oath from the city court. I'm going to ask you to raise your right hand and repeat after me, okay? I, James Cook, I, James Cook, do solemnly swear, do solemnly swear, to faithfully execute the duties, to faithfully execute the duties, as a firefighter, as a firefighter, for the town of Franklin, for the town of Franklin, with respect, with respect, integrity, integrity and excellence and excellence and to uphold the mission of the department and to uphold the mission of the department the constitution the constitution statutes and regulations of the united states of america statutes and regulations of the united states of america and the commonwealth of massachusetts and the commonwealth of massachusetts and the charter and bylaws and the charter and bylaws of the town of franklin of the town of franklin so help me god so help me god congratulations thank you began his EMS career in 2003 when he earned his EMTB certification. He then earned his EMT intermediate in 2004 and in 2006 earned his paramedic. He began his fire career in 2008 as a coal firefighter in Topsfield, Massachusetts. Since then, he has worked for a variety of EMS agencies throughout the Commonwealth and most recently a full-time firefighter paramedic for the town of Easton. During his time, he has taken on additional duties, such as a field training officer, emergency operations center manager, CERT team liaison, and explorer post director. Michael has earned a bachelor's degree in EMS management from Springfield College and a master's degree in public administration from Anna Marie College. In addition to the fire service, Michael is also currently serving in the Air Force Reserves. Over the course of 12 years, Michael has achieved the rank of Master Sergeant, served one tour in Iraq, earned his hazmat tech certification, 
and is the superintendent of the emergency management flight at Westover Air Reserve Base. Mike and his family live in Franklin. His badge will be pinned on by his daughter, Brianna, after his oath. I, Michael Eaton, I, Michael Eaton, do solemnly swear, do solemnly swear, to faithfully execute the duties, to faithfully execute the duties, as a firefighter, as a firefighter, for the town of Franklin, for the town of Franklin, with respect, with respect, integrity, integrity, and excellence, and excellence, and to uphold the mission of the department, and to uphold the mission of the department, the Constitution, the Constitution, statutes and regulations of the United States of America, statutes and regulations of the United States of America and the Commonwealth of Massachusetts and the Commonwealth of Massachusetts and the Charter and Bylaws and the Charter and Bylaws of the Town of Franklin of the Town of Franklin so help me God so help me God congratulations Take a quick two-minute recess. Call the April 6th, uh, 2022 meeting of the town council back to order. Uh, next item on the agenda is hearings. And we have street acceptances, Randy White and I, and a portion of Charles Drive. Clerk will lead the Open the public hearing. Jamie, you want to do the lead-in? Quick lead-in. Quickly. So through you, Mr. Chair, to the council, uh, tonight before you is the hearing in the legislation for action on the public acceptance uh, of Brandywine uh, uh, Road. Um, I'll spare a lot of the details, but this is part of the council and having administrative goals for the next two years is to get some more street that's accepted and on the books. Uh, one, this is great public policy for a lot of reasons for the residents on those streets uh, in terms of town services, but also just to note we do as a community get reimbursed uh, when there's a publicly uh, accepted street. Uh, we do get reimbursed a small portion, not the entire portion, but we do get a portion of money back in Chapter 90 money uh, for us to maintain those streets. So um, uh, happy to obviously answer any questions that folks have either now or uh, or later on, and I'd probably defer most of those to the town attorney. Okay. Thank you, Jamie. Uh, since this is a public hearing, I will go to the public first. 
Is there anyone in council chambers uh, that would like to speak on this item? Is there anyone out in Zoom land that would like to speak on this item? I'm not seeing anyone of you, Alicia? No, I don't know. Okay, counselors. Is there any council, counselor, uh, Councilor Hamblin from EDC you want to speak? <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's quality. <laughs> <laughs> of course, absolutely. <laughs> Just that it came out of DC. Yes, um, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Yeah, this went through um, Economic Development Subcommittee, then it went um, to the Planning Board. They voted unanimously to approve this, um, and it's always as as Administrator Helen said, it's our policy to try to accept rules so we can take care of them. Um, we don't want anybody to get hurt in potholes, and um, we do get some. <laughs> we do get some Chapter 90 money from it, so it's uh, it's a good it's a good um, situation for us. Thank you, Councilor Hamlin. Councilor Frondil, do you have? Just uh, looking for recollection on, on there, was, there was a back and forth on this. If I remember correctly, I, I, on a day we don't remember what, what the back and forth was. Chair. So um, the back and forth would be possibly better summarized as this is a very unique uh, case where the overwhelming amount, if not all, street acceptances go through a streamlined process that is unique to Franklin because of special home rule legislation. I believe Mr. Nutting got that approved uh, 15 or 20 years ago. Uh, this is a unique one because it did not go through that uh, streamlined process because originally the planning board did not uh, request or suggest acceptance of the road. And so therefore we had to resort back to the process that was established in the 1880s. Um, and so uh, it took a few more steps and a few more hurdles to get it through. But I do give a lot of credit to the planning board for um, proceeding the way and accepting it and moving it forward for the residents of Brandon Park. Great, thank you. Thank you. Any other councilor? Councilor Chandler. Through you, Mr. Chairman. To probably Jamie. Yes, this was a 40B. So that's why we they could do whatever they wanted in this neighborhood. So they could build whatever they want. But the one good part about it was there was affordable housing that came out of this yes. project. And um, do you know how many units are up there by any chance? I, I'm just kind of a hard question off the top of that one. Through you, Mr. Chair, I think it's around 60. Mm -hmm. To your point, Council Chandler, 25% of those under the 40B law would be deemed affordable. So I'm guessing roughly around 15. All right, so I, I think that was great that that whole, there was a lot of them up there. And lastly, although I haven't seen any of those come up for lottery or anything, so people must be staying in them. Through you, Mr. Chair, I think there's been a couple sales, but largely, I think you're correct. Um, it's not as if all 15 units have been rotating off and I think most of the families are well settled. All right, so that, that's why they didn't accept it at first because they didn't have any control over it. But I think it was a good project to begin with. Thank you, Mr. Chandler. Thank you, Councilor Chandler. Any other counselors? Anyone in the audience? 
entertain a motion to close the public hearing. So move. Second. All in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Uh, since we just spoke about it, why don't we take this legislation for action right out of uh, out of order and deal with it right away? So we will uh, resolution 22-12, order of acceptance of Brandywine Drive and a portion of Charles Drive as public ways. Clerk will read the resolution. Uh, resolution 22-12, order of layout, acceptance, and taking of Brandywine Road and portions of Charles Drive and drainage and utility easements. Whereas by virtue of Massachusetts General Law Chapter 82, Section 21 and 24, the Town of Franklin, Franklin Ecton by Influence Town Council is authorized to lay out, accept, and take by eminent domain under Massachusetts General Law Chapter 79, required by purchase or otherwise any lands, rights, or ways of easements necessary for construction and maintenance of roadways for public use. And whereas the Town Council has held a public hearing after having given prior written notice thereof to the owner of record each property abutting the road as evidenced by butters list a true copy of which is attached to you as exhibit a notice by newspaper publication and whereas the layout acceptance and taking by eminent domain of fee and brandywine road and a portion of charles drive as well as drainage and utility easements as here and after described roadway purposes have been referred to by the planning board as provided by Chap uh, general law chapter 41 section 8 81i which voted for recommended acceptance and said action is also recommended by the town administrator and the director of Frank Department of Public Works. And whereas Marinella Development, LLC, a Massachusetts limited liability company, the owner of the fees in said roadways and said drainage utility easements has conveyed said roadways together with said drainage utility easements to the town by deed and grant of easements dated January 26, 2022, be recorded at the Norfolk County Registry of Deeds here and herewith. And whereas the purpose of this order is to comply with statutory requirements and to perform title in town and no land damages are therefore anticipated. And whereas said layout acceptance and taking is in the best public safety interest of the town of Franklin. Now therefore, be it ordered that the town council, the town of Franklin, by virtue in an exercise of and the execution of power and authority conferred by said statutes, hereby judges that public safety necessity and convenience require the layout acceptance taking by eminent domain of the land here and after described for the purposes here and after stated. Two, the town of Franklin acting by and through the town council by virtue of exercise. Motion to waive the rest of the reading. Second. Motion in the second to waive the rest of the reading. <laughs> I know you mean. All in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Move resolution 22-12. Second. Motion and second to move 22-12. Two-thirds majority votes required. All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Moving on. License transactions. Uh, the first one this evening is a license modification, change of lo the location, NDO Enterprises, LLC doing business as Poor Richards Wine and Spirits located at 14 Grove Street. Clerk will read the license transaction. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is license transaction change of location for NDO Enterprises LLC doing business as Poor Richards Wine and Spirits uh, located at 14 Grove Street, Franklin, Massachusetts, 02038. 
Andy Enterprises LLC doing businesses as Poor Richards Wine Spirits seeking approval for a change of location on a retail package goods store and all alcoholic beverage license. The new location will be 835 West Central Street, Franklin, Massachusetts. All departments have signed off on this application, and this is a motion to approve the request of NDO Enterprises LLC, DBA, Portage, Wine and Spirits, for a change of location to 835 West Central Street, Franklin, Massachusetts, 02038. Second. Motion and a second. Discussion, Jamie? Through you, Mr. Chairman. So tonight before us is a, a license transaction for an existing licensee, just simply moving uh, the location as done by, on this map up here, by our uh, amazing GIS analyst, Kate the Great Schilberg, the, the audience tonight. Uh, but in all seriousness, all departments have signed off on this application. I believe the proponents, uh, attorney Mr. Cornetta is here to answer any questions. Um, and to my knowledge, the applicant is in good standing with their license uh, to the current date, and we see no real reason for objection to this. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Mr. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, members of the council. I'll be brief. Uh, I, I think the, uh, the application has uh, been illustrated uh, by, uh, by the administrator. Uh, my, my chart has been put to shame by the... Uh, by the <laughs> but nevertheless, uh, my chart shows that uh, that blue line uh, movement is about 4, 0.4 miles, 4 tenths of a mile. We think it's a better location uh, when, when considering this type of application. Uh, you look at uh, you know whether this uh, movement is going to be encroaching on any other uh, distribution uh, license holders, which we don't believe uh, it is, given the small movement. Uh, I think the site itself is owned commercial or business, which would accommodate this type of use. The parking is more than sufficient, about 150 off-street uh, off parking spaces. I'd like to introduce you to... Uh, to uh, the Nancy Williams, uh, the uh, Anne. Yeah. Anne, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. Anne. She is the proprietor. You all, you all probably know her. She's been in town in business for ten plus years, um, and I think she's got a stellar record at this uh, at her former location. So we're hopeful that uh, the board would uh, act favorably on this request, and we're certainly uh, available for any questions. Thank you, Attorney Kinley. Questions, Councilor Hanley. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, I have one question. Is it still going to be dog friendly? It is still going to be dog friendly. <laughs> <laughs> and will you, oh, I guess I have two. And the, um, you, you always do a lot of fundraisers. Are you going to continue to do that? Absolutely. Yep. All right, thank you. Thank you, Councilor Hanson. Any other councilors? Councilor Jones. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Right next to where the Green Rock Chocolate Factory is? Yes. Oh, next to uh, each. It's uh, it's right next to it should go itch. Right, no, right It's a, it's essentially it's a unit. It, it's in a multi-unit uh, building. It's going to be yeah. unit two. It's okay. the unit that used to be Kingdom Cuts. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. Congratulations. Awesome. Nice. That's that council, Jones. That's the one. Any other uh, comments or questions from the council? Good luck. Then I would uh, entertain a motion. Well, we have a motion and a second on the floor. Uh, so I'll call for a vote. All in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carried. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Yeah. Thank That's you. That's the last thing you need to start. Yes.
Councilor DeLocco. Uh, this might be to Jamie. Um, does he have to pay the 7500 or is that boss? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Councilor Chan. <laughs> Just a couple of quick things. I'm glad I'm not chatting you said that. You too, me too. <laughs> and one other thing I'm glad about is the, the barriers and stuff, because yeah. that is your parking lot right there. Sure, for safety. And one quick question now that you have a bar up there, what about these cocktails to go? You know, are you doing much of that? Or? No, we really. I mean, we, we still can, okay. and we will if somebody requests it. But we really, I don't. I don't think we've done one. And I was going to say, I've heard heard too much about no. that. I was just, I was just wondering how that was working. It, it was I never started. a huge thing. It was just more. It was, it was nice. It was a nice amenity, but I don't think. I just saw it with the outside bar. I didn't know. So yeah, but that's good that there's not too much of that actually. Yeah. Thank you, sure. Appreciate that. Thank, thank you, Councilor Chandler. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, uh, through the chair, to Steve. Thank you for putting in all the effort to make Thanks. this a permanent thing. It wasn't easy. Yeah. We see that it cost you yeah. a yeah. nice <laughs> chunk of money. Um, but this is what people in Franklin want. And I just want to thank you for putting in the effort for, well, thank you. for the it's, community. Because it's, it's, it's an awesome town great. to be in. The, the customers are great. Town government's great. So happy to do it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Councillor Hamden. Uh, Councillor Coney Ledger. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I just have a quick question. Will you be doing a separate maitre for the outside area versus people having to go inside? Uh, depending on the, the time of day. Okay. You know, in the, in the slower afternoon time, people have to go inside and then come back out. But we'll have a hostess desk out there so people can just walk in and. Just a suggestion. Yep. You know, having gone to your restaurant many times in the summer, it kind of bottles, bottlenecks out there. and people don't really know which way to go, yeah. especially with the parking lot. So. Sure. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Councilor Coleman, Councilor Jones. Question. Covered? Not covered. No, not covered. No. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the results. Great. I'm going to come by and visit the morning. Excellent. Sure. Best of luck. We can all? We can all. We'll have a council meeting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're after this meeting. <laughs> <laughs> We're open. <laughs> <laughs> Any other counselors? <laughs> Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to uh, approve the license modification to Let's Eat Franklin. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? The motion carries. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Next license modification. New Section 12 Restaurant Common Victuals, all alcohol license, and approval of Veronica Matinen as the manager. Windtop Bakers doing business as Birchwood Bakery, located at 17 East Central Street. Please come forward. Clerk will read the license transaction. <laughs> I thought you were going to read it. Nope. Uh, license transaction, New Common Victor's Subsection 12 Restaurant, Alcock Beverages. Uh, this is for Wingtop Acres Incorporated. Doing business at Birchwood Bakery at 17 East Central Street, Franklin, Mass, downtown Boston. Downtown Franklin. Wingtop Acres Incorporated, DBA, Birchwood Bakery is seeking approval for a new Subsection 12 Restaurant, All Alcoholic Beverages License and to approve the manager, Veronica Matunin. All departments have signed off on this application. This is a motion. 
to approve the request by Wintop Acres Incorporated, DBA Birchwood Bakery, for new Section 12 restaurant, all alcoholic beverages license, and to approve Veronica Matunin as the manager. Second. Motion and a second. Discussion. Jamie. Good evening, Mr. Chairman. I just wanted to point out this is a new license, and one of the values in Franklin that we have is the unlimited quota where we don't have to petition anybody or the legislature and wait. And here's one of the benefits to that. Um, where we have a new license owner that we can help get through the process really quickly uh, to help their business. We welcome Birchwood, uh, Birchwood Bakery to town, and I just want to make sure everybody is aware that all departments have signed off on this liquor license and everybody is in great compliance. Thank you. Thank you, Jimmy. Questions from the council? <laughs> Councilor Hems. Here we go again. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, the chair to Veronica. Um, thank you for being here and doing this in, in your bakery. I, um, through your, um, all the paperwork, it didn't say anything about if you are tips trained or if you are gonna, who's gonna train the staff? I am, and I okay. just recertified myself today, actually. Excellent. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, have you ever worked at, a, have you ever been the manager of a place that had served alcohol before? In New York, at the country club that we worked at, um, we all had to do like an apprenticeship and then we all started working there afterwards and part of that was managing um, the liquor and setting up the staff and doing private parties and stuff like that. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. You're very welcome, Councilor Hamlin. <laughs> Councilor Jones. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, I had the pleasure of meeting with one yesterday. I was stopping in Birchwoods and, and checking up. Um, I, Unfortunately, I had an opportunity to check the place out, but um, I got to say, it looks great. You've done, you've done a very nice job modeling the inside and really making it a comfortable, inviting place to, to go to. I would definitely be frequenting it since I'm only just a few blocks away from it. Um, but one, one of the things I have to admit is that, um, and this kind of goes to Jamie's point about being able to allow uh, the freedom of being able to pass out computer and wine licenses, um, anything that can help support small business. And this is, a, this is a, in my opinion, going to be a great plus for the added bonus to your business. And I hope it helps. And along the lines of what Councilor Hamlet is, so long as everyone's trained and everyone just kind of does their due diligence uh, just to prevent any issues from that. I highly doubt there's going to be any. But um, best of luck. And uh, welcome to the downtown. Thanks. Thank you, Councilor Jones. Councilor Cornell Ledger. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Welcome. I've at least seen you both at Freshwater a couple of times and really enjoyed going there. So I guess I'm a little bit confused because I see you guys as a breakfast and lunch place. So are you thinking of extending into the dinner hours and that's why you're asking for alcohol to be served? Or we, can you just clarify? Well, you're better at explaining. <laughs> uh, we want to give uh, anybody the opportunity of having a more leisurely lunch and eventually uh, add items to the menu, uh, sit down with a, a cheese selection of a meat selection and a glass of wine. And the idea is to bring craft cocktails to the, to the weekend, so weekend brunch, essentially. Uh, okay. We have thought of eventually extending the hours, especially in the summer uh, and, uh, and outdoor seating, but we need to find the people who really struggle so far uh, finding. So more of a European model to, like, uh, to a cafe. Yes, yeah. okay. yeah. my accent, yeah. That's it. <laughs> well, wine with lunch, right? That's right. Of course. Yes. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Councilor Cornelia. Councilor Chandler. Through you, Mr. Chairman. 
Um, great questions already. And I, I just want to say that it is, I'm so happy that we can hand these out because that explained everything why you wanted. I had a little concern too about that. And um, like I always say, some dollars are better than no dollars. So hopefully you bring some more in with this. And now a question um, through you, Mr. Chairman, to um, Jamie. I, I saw that Dean College is the landlord there. So obviously this, um, it's all dorms above. So does Dean only pay half taxes on that building? Because they have dorms there and they get rent money? Yeah. How does that work, please? Through you, Mr. Chair, they actually do pay the property taxes on the whole building. Okay, that's, um, I want people to know that because I probably going to get that question. Yeah, there's a, uh, there's a pilot agreement um, many years ago that I believe my predecessor was involved in mm -hmm. before I might have gotten here, uh, where the college agreed to pay the property taxes for that building. Uh, in addition, they're also paying the property taxes on one of the buildings they purchased recently on School Street. That's all good to know. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you. Thank you, Councilor Chairman. Any other councilors? Seeing, seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to approve an al alcoholic license and approval of Veronica Mattinen as the manager of Mintop Acres. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Motion passes. Thank you very much. Good luck. Good luck. Thank you. See you soon. Yeah. <laughs> Season one. For brunch. Weekend brunch. Sounds great. <laughs> For brunch. Okay, moving on. Presentations and discussion. Uh, opera update. I think I would turn it over to the town administrator. And I'll kick it over to the town attorney. <laughs> I just want to make sure he's still is. Um, Alicia, can you make that full screen by any chance? Well, we'll try it here. Um, so you can go to the next slide, Alicia. So tonight I'm just giving an overview for everybody uh, of where we're at. There is legislation for action, uh, which we're required to do, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, it might be a little too big. Yeah. Uh, usually this, okay, that's perfect. Um, so really quickly, I'm going to dive right into it and blow past a lot of the stuff that you've you got to plug in your laptop, Alicia. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be doing these That's because you're working too hard on this. Yeah. Too long already. It's funny too, the, the pointer, we finally, I used it for a few times. We had a couple of them that broke, and then this, this one broke again, so it's just been one of those kind of days. Um, really quickly for the folks at home, uh, the town budget site is up there. People can go look at the memos from the previous authorizations. Uh, this is not the CARES Act. The CARES Act money uh, is gone. Uh, it's past the statutory deadline. Uh, most people are familiar with those expenditures. Uh, FEMA reimbursement, we're not going to talk about tonight. Uh, we anticipate about a half a million dollars. Uh, we don't expect that money coming in anytime soon because it's FEMA, but, uh, but it will come in. Uh, that was from the original year of the pandemic. And then tonight we're gonna to go into uh, a little bit more of a detail of the American Rescue Act plan. I did a presentation back in October. This is to get an update. And uh, as you'll see in a minute, uh, there is legislation tonight for action. So just as an overview for the folks that have not been paying attention, uh, we've, the town has received 10.1 million uh, in funds, not yet all, but we were authorized to have that through the legislation. This is the bill that passed uh, in March of 2021. Uh, by President Biden. 
There are two pots of monies. It's important to understand that. There's municipal allotments and there's county allotments. And we're gonna break that down tonight, but I put up here on the screen the allotment and the revised timelines of receipt of those funds. Um, I do expect those dates to continue to get pushed out in the future as a lot of this gets rolled out. Uh, it's very uh, time consuming. Uh, and so those dates have changed since the October presentation. And just for reference, the October presentation, again, is on the website so people can kind of follow along. Um, one good new rule that has come out that has changed since October is all funds now have an expiration date of December 31st, 2026. Um, uh, last time I reported it was 2024. The interim rules changed. We're now, we have to have the project procured by December 31st, 2024. So we can still pay out the receipts and bills uh, up until 2026. ARPA funds uh, are available in five or six categories. Uh, public health, economic impacts, revenue replacement, employee premium pay, and two different types of infrastructure, which is the majority of what we're gonna talk about tonight and that many of you are familiar with. Um, the Norfolk, we get the municipal allotments direct to the town in the form of a grant. So we get a direct grant assistance. You'll understand a little bit more in a minute. The Norfolk County Commissioners are the gatekeeper in distributing the county allocations. Uh, all county funds have had a 3% surcharge, something or other, taken off the top uh, for them to administer the program. 2.5% is for administration. A half a percent is for county projects. I do not know what the county is gonna spend the money on, and, um, and it's not none of my business. Uh, overall, the town of Franklin lost about $200,000 from that county policy. Um, counties such as Middlesex County, a lot of people are gonna hear from other communities that they got the full amount, they can spend it on whatever they want, that is true. Um, not everything they want, but mostly they can make up some things, and you're gonna hear these rumors out there. And the reason why is a county like Middlesex does not exist. There is no recognized county government. Therefore, under the federal legislation, county monies went directly to those municipalities that do not have a recognizable county government. Being Norfolk with a county government that is still in state statute, we, of course, have a different process. Uh, tonight's legislation for action in a moment uh, finalizes the authority required under the county rules uh, for me to submit the application to get the first disbursement of county money. Uh, if approved tonight, and then goes through the county, uh, we should receive the funds hopefully this summer uh, at a date to be determined. Uh, guidance on ARPA funds uh, continue to evolve. Uh, we just went to Lake Pearl where I saw my predecessor, Mr. Nutting, who just can't seem to get away from his business. Um, it, it, really, we went over there for an update. Um, there was a new interim rule put out uh, in January from the United States Treasury, which changed uh, a few things. The key change for Franklin is the revenue replacement category. This allows up to a $10 million revenue loss, quote unquote, it's called a standard allowance. So if you're in Middlesex County and you do not have a county government, you have fewer restrictions than what we do because we have a county government. Uh, and the town administrator uh, is going to exercise this clause and you'll see this in a few moments, uh, for the more flexible spending categories for the municipal allocations only. Uh, revenue replacement 
that designation for the county money is cumulative. So if you're a Middlesex County and you're a town in that district, you do not have to have a cumulative revenue replacement. You can say, oh, we lost these revenues, here's how we would have spent them, and go out and spend them. The real disaster in this, and I do know that our advocates are working very hard on this, um, the fact that it's cumulative among the county means Quincy, Foxborough, Norwood, Westwood, Braintree, Weymouth, Franklin, you know, every town in Norfolk County can only designate up to $10 million cumulatively in revenue loss. The town of Foxborough alone lost over $5 million in the two-year pandemic. The town of Norwood lost almost $5 million during the pandemic. Both of those centers, as you can imagine, the hotels, Gillette, the Auto Mile, they lost a lot of money. And so uh, ultimately, at this juncture, until the rules change, I am not exercising anything as part of that formula. It is absolutely not worth the time because the revenue replacement cumulative for the county is a number that we can't even calculate because it's so large. And so uh, I did have a one-on-one -on -one meeting last week with Congressman Auchincloss and our legislative delegation. He really has been a tremendous advocate on one, getting the revenue replacement rule changed in January. In addition, uh, they are pushing the federal government uh, pretty hard on making sure that we can get an interim rule change on the county allocations. But of course, as you would expect, there is no timeline on that, and I wouldn't expect anything soon. Uh, but we'll see how that goes throughout the rest of 2022. Next slide. So county allocation number one, which is before you tonight uh, for, uh, for, uh, for authorization for me to file the application, uh, is a three-year water main replacement program at about 1.5 million, which we've discussed before in October. In addition, I did bump up the number uh, for the stormwater eligibility to 1.5 million. Um, as we explained at the last meeting, and you'll hear again tonight with the second reading of the utility fee, this appropriation will get us through this fiscal year until FY24 and be the real bridge that we need to comply with our MS4 permit this year until the utility fee uh, is able to go into effect uh, 15 months from now. And number three, uh, as we did discuss back in, um, in uh, October, uh, it's our intent to hire a second mental health clinician from the Franklin Police Department. Uh, and all of these projects uh, bubble, uh, benefit the public at large and uh, stabilize taxpayer money. Uh, two projects that were brought up in October that uh, received uh, consensus from the council was the Northside Public Safety Tower and a VAX fridge. Uh, we had a few extra dollars uh, in the CARES Act account, so we could buy the fridge. Uh, which is now at the Senior Center now. But most notably, the Public Safety Tower, um, unbeknownst to us at the time, uh, when we put forth our model, uh, a private developer was two parcels over from us, a town parcel, and had just gone through the ZBA to get a tower, uh, a cell phone tower, uh, up on the north side of town with exactly the same goals that we had. And so uh, when we both realized uh, that we were going in the same direction and we'd be competing, for cell phone leases on the top of the towers, uh, the developer uh, gave the town the top 40 to 50 feet for all public safety uses on that side of town, which also means the town doesn't have to spend the million dollars to build the tower. We don't own it, we don't have to insure it or maintain it. Um, and so the developer was uh, incredibly collaborative and we've worked out most of the agreements. It's in the ZBA decisions that we get that. 
and now Mike D'Angelo uh, is working, as you heard from the fire chief earlier about communication, uh, they're now working on trying to scope out what the type of equipment we would need for public safety in the MEC uh, on that tower up there. So uh, that's really good news, and we were able to put that extra funding uh, into the stormwater infrastructure uh, category. Slide. So county allocations, uh, just a little bit more details. Uh, 1.5 million on water mains, that's for our year schedule three and some of year four work. Uh, this is critical, the water rate payers in town will not have to subsidize these projects uh, and will hopefully uh, stabilize water rates. Uh, I have a list of the projects up there. We've included a memo in the packet uh, for more details. And of course, our illustrious DPW, who's uh, on a real high tonight um, from the earlier presentation, uh, is here to answer any questions uh, about those projects. Next slide. Ditto for stormwater, uh, one and a half million. What this really does is mostly uh, correct a lot of drainage basins, outfalls, and culverts in town. Again, goes towards the stormwater permit. Uh, ensures the utility rate payers uh, do not have to fund these projects in the future. Uh, and again, there's an extensive memo with a list of projects that the DPW, and Derek Adams, and the team over there will work on uh, over the course of the next year and a half. Next slide. And uh, finally, the mental health clinician, uh, something, uh, all this is a lot of prideful work, but this one in particular uh, means a lot, and I hope it means a lot to other folks. Um, you know, we have a target date of June, July 1st. That's what we scoped the budget out on. Uh, we hope that the, this uh, grant of $240,000 will go for a three-year commitment of having that second clinician uh, off, uh, not at the same time, but hopefully what we'll be able to do work out the schedules where there's more coverage of that clinician uh, on weekends or after hours at a different shift. Uh, the chief of police and the staff are currently working with advocates uh, to work on that. Um, you know, as TJ has said before, as the chief has said, you know, uh, we were lucky to get the jail diversion grant a few years before the pandemic started. I don't think I need to explain to anybody in this, on this call or on the council um, you know, we were just starting to kind of make a dent in some really difficult cases, and the pandemic has hit, uh, and I don't think I need to explain to anybody here the, uh, the, amazing, the incredible amount of additional emergency room visits, phone calls, police calls, uh, and the stress on the EMS system. Uh, and I hope that as the uh, rules continue to evolve um, and hopefully be expanded as this gets going, I think in future years, we hope to look and see if there's some additional resources to ARPA that we can put towards uh, mental health. I've had a lot of outside the box ideas. I've met with mental health clinicians and mental health organizations. And the sad news is, is I've tried to see if I can spend more money on the issue. And the truth of the matter is, the system is literally just bursting at the seams. Mm -hmm. uh, there just simply are not, there's no clinicians to hire. Um, there's no services to outsource. There's no contracts I can come up with. Uh, we are very fortunate um, uh, to have the Safe Coalition as a part of our community, and of course they're gonna be getting a sizable chunk of money from the cannabis fees, um, but uh, obviously the increase in anxiety and stress loss and devastation through the pandemic has really put a toll on mental health and substance abuse. Um, and so hopefully this uh, will go a large part uh, and trying to uh, intercept some of those tough calls and, and make some improvements in the community. Next slide. 
So back to the municipal allocation where we have a little more freedom. Um, so I've listed up here a modest amount of expenditures, uh, the filter replacements for the HEPA filters, mostly for the school district. Uh, it was about $90,000, some modest board of health supplies of 1,000, and we're reserving about 50,000 uh, for a consultant. We actually hired a Franklin resident and former town administrator, uh, Jen Thompson, to administer all of our reporting with the federal government because I can speak for Alicia on this one. We are both wiped out from the exhaustive reporting requirements of this, and Jen knows this stuff as well as anybody. She does 17 towns, and we're very, very lucky that she, uh, uh, well, it's probably easy because she was a Franklin stuff. Uh, but anyways, uh, Jen's been a longtime friend and colleague, and she's gonna be filling in uh, all of our paperwork for us. And really the big piece tonight uh, that I'm proud of is that due to that standard allowance provision, it now allows the town to go back and we've recalculated the revenue loss from hotel motel tax revenue over those two years. And um, while a lot of details still have to be remained to, to fill out and whatnot, I figured seeing as how we're giving an ARPA update for the county, I would at least acknowledge that we're looking at right now about a million dollars of money that we would have had for hotel and motel tax revenue through those two and a half years. We can now actually, we, as all of you know, we normally spent all that money mm -hmm. on road, sidewalk replacements, uh, you know, maintenance and stuff. Well now we can give Brutus more money to honestly go back over those projects that we were not able to finish, mostly maintenance projects, by the way. Um, and we're gonna be able to go back hopefully use these funds that we lost from the hotel motel tax over those years and put it right towards uh, road work and sidewalk work and replacement. And I just have to say one more plug again, this was really what uh, our congressional delegation was fighting for over the last uh, six to eight months. Um, and I just think, can't thank uh, Congressman Offenkloss enough and his staff for their incredible uh, engagement with municipalities. Um, and very interactive, uh, and I'm very happy that this rule was able to be changed at the federal level. Thanks, so. oh, And uh, just a bunch of links uh, to the town website where all these materials are, the MMA website, which has an endless exhaustive uh, list for those who are sleep deprived, of federal funds, and if you really, really, really are having a hard time sleep, uh, you can go to the US Treasury site, and read the 573-page interim rule that I just summarized. I know, 20 minutes, but I just summarized for you in about 20 minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, thank you, Jamie. <laughs> Questions or comments from the council? Councilor Jones? Yeah, they can help my question. My foot's going to be, I just, I just. You live two blocks from Jamie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, at 17 blocks from here. <laughs> but in all honesty, just it's just it's very unfortunate that we have to go through the cut. This is just let's put it this way without getting upset. It's, a, it's an unfortunate management way of doing things. And I, and I think this could kind of harps back to the question I had last time we had this, this discussion. Um, they get to sit on a their percentage, that three percent yep. that they're calling retainer, call it retainer. Um loan shot. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that three percent. Uh, they have the same obligations as we are as far as the timeline is concerned. Uh, can they can they bank that money? I'm concerned as to what exactly the county plans on doing with that. 
for you, Mr. Chairman. Council Jones, you had, you ask an excellent question. They are susceptible to the same rules as cities and towns in terms of the expenditure limits, the timeline, all of that stuff. Uh, two and a half percent again is for uh, supposedly the administrative review. Uh, they built another online portal, which. Alicia just yawned when I said the words <laughs> online portal because we are portaled out and uh, as if we needed any more portals. I'm done with portals. Uh, and also a legal review. Um, those projects that are listed are slam dunk legs. Those are right in the law. It, there's no, there is no real need to sit there and say, wow, what if? Those are clear, that is, Congressman Auchincloss even said to me last week, he was proud of the way we were spending the money. This was exactly the way Congress intended. He said it right to us in a group of 10 people on a call. This was the way it was supposed to be intended to be spent. He gave us a couple huge thumbs up for that. Uh, obviously, uh, I think the mental health condition sticks out too. Um, but other than that, they said a half a percent is gonna go towards county projects. You can tune into the county commissioner's meeting, Councilor Jones, to find out what they're doing, because I have no idea. Well, like that's on my list of interesting things to watch. Um, but in all honesty, I guess my other question also goes back to the same one I asked earlier. That's something at this discussion is uh, accumulated interest. You're talking three and a half million dollars sitting for We're getting doled out every three, three months, correct? Through you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, no, we're not getting doled out that often. But to your point, the county is making interest off the lump sum of 138 million that they've been given from the federal government. And what do they have to do with it? Largely, Councillor Jones, I stay in my lane and I don't know. And I apologize if I seem like I'm getting a little frustrated. It's, it's just that these are, these are useful monies that, go, that, could, that could go towards some useful expenses. And I'm just frustrated that it's done this way. Anyways, that's my rant. Uh, anything is better than nothing, I guess, at the end of the day. Um, but it's just unfortunate that it's such, such a loss. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Councilor Jones. Councilor Schiff. If this is the wrong time, how do you get rid of the county like the other did? We don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Do you, uh, uh, you need statutory, uh, you need the legislature to essentially be petitioned to, uh, to get rid of the county. Um, that's how Middlesex and the other counties have uh, absolved theirs. Um, and there have been proposals through the years at the legislative level to abolish counties, but counties that want to stay usually fight back. Um, I will note uh, to Councilor Sherrod, a little small tangent to Councilor Jones' question too. When the CARES Act came out, the law was done at the municipal level. But 40 out of the 50 states, at least the rest of the country, work off nothing but county government. There is no municipal government. So those counties had the inverse problem during the CARES Act, and of course, told their legislators that. And so when this came up, they kind of flipped it. So we're now on the receiving end of the bad side, but if you're in Kansas, this is great, because they're all county government here in Idaho and Montana. So just for intellectual curiosity. I'll set Council Show. Council Frangelo. Sure, yeah, just a, just a quick uh, note. I just wanted to commend you again. Uh, uh, I, I was going to scrutinize uh, you know, any list you put in front of us. We had an early conversation, and I love the list then. I, I love the list. 
that. And, uh, I still think it's fantastic. And I really appreciate all the work that you guys put in on that. Thank you, Councilor Frangelo. Councilor Hamlin. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, I'm just going to echo what Councilor Frangelo said. Also, you know, it's great news on the uh, public safety tower as well. That frees up more money to go to stormwater thing, things so we can make sure our, our water is um, healthy. Um, roads, mental health clinicians. I wish you could find more people because we know we need them here with, with us. Um, but seriously, we do need uh, more people um, to help. That being said, the amount, more amount of work that the DBW is going to do, can they actually physically do all the work that we have the money for now? Thank you, Mr. Chair. So uh, as a little bit of a budget preview, uh, my budget proposal will include the two additional positions in the DPW budget that were reduced from last year. So those two uh, folks are going to have a lot of work in front of them. Just yeah. um, in all seriousness, uh, it will be a mix of in-house uh, and likely outsourced uh, projects. Obviously, the water mains, uh, I believe, Mike, they're already out to bid. Contracts have been settled for a couple of those um, for money that we already have. Um, and Brutus, at the end of a lot of his presentations, always puts that thumb up of getting it done. Uh, so I hope that this falls in that category, and I think they have all the confidence in the world that they're going to really do well. <laughs> Look at how he's shaking his head. And, now, and he decides to shake his head right now. Out of all the times, you could have said, hey, boss, time out. Right now, right now. I understand that it's, it's stressful. We have yeah. to get it all done in a certain amount of time. Yeah. We have to spend that money. So um, we really appreciate everything you guys do, definitely, for us. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Councilor Hamlin. Councilor Cornell Ledger. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I was very excited to see the million dollars coming through the hotel money and to see sidewalks mentioned there, Jamie, because Jamie knows that sidewalks are, are one of my <coughs> concerns and one of the concerns brought by our constituents. So I hope, rather than the creation of new sidewalks, that we can use that money to fix some of the sidewalks around town that are, we already have that are in pretty terrible disrepair. When you walk around some of our neighborhoods, you see people walking on the street with their strollers, with their dogs, with their kids, because the sidewalks, they can't use them. So I, I know there's a long list of projects, and I'm not berating our DPW department. They do a great job, but I hope we can look at some of those sidewalks with some of that money. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Councilor Cody Legend. Councilor Chandler. All set. Councilor DeLocco. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chandler. Uh, great job with the money. Now, can the county commissioners keep postponing that, giving us the money? Like, you, you said this summer, but I got kind of a vibe that it might be longer. Thank you, Mr. Chair. I'm not familiar. Um, uh, three or four weeks ago, I was at a manager's meeting, and at the time, the only town that we were aware of that had received money was the town of Wellesley. Up to this point, um, you know, it's it's just a bit of an unknown. Um, tonight, if the resolution goes through, um, Jen has already prepared the application. Uh, the clerk will get her a copy of the true test copy, and the application will go out tomorrow, Friday. Um, and then a phone call will be made by myself. Uh, to the county commissioners to uh, make sure that they approve that quickly. And it'll be kind of a guinea pig, I think, for a lot of other communities to see 
here's, a, here's an easy layup project list. It's only three. Uh, all the paperwork and documentation is, is, is completely set. And so we'll see what the timeline is to come. I'll get on the phone. I, I know two of them pretty well, yeah. too. So I'll get on the phone with them, too. Great. But they also they also have, uh, I don't know if that projects that those money are going to, you know, because they, they have the registry of deeds. They have uh, the president's golf course. Fantastic. They have to keep that up. Aggie. Yeah, Aggie. Aggie. Yeah, the courthouse. All the courthouses, too. So, That's true. you know, it all has to get cut out, too. So. Yeah. Thank you, Franklin Delaco. Jamie, thank you. Uh, a great, a very informative update, and I think uh, three great projects. So, with that, we will move on to legislation for action. Resolution 22-24, authorization for town administrator to submit American Rescue Plan Act applications to Norfolk County. Clerk will read the resolution. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is Resolution 22-24, Town Council acceptance and or approval of American Rescue Plan Act for our funds, the Norfolk Town of Franklin Town Council on behalf of the Town of Franklin. Hereby accepts the receipt of ARPA funds from and through Norfolk County Mass approves expenditure of funds for the blow listed purposes and authorizes the town administrator to execute any and all documents and or to take any and all other action required for town to receive these said funds. Mental health clinician, $240,000. Stormwater improvement, $1,500,000. And water main replacements for $1,471,185. For total county allocation, part one of $3,211,185. Resolution should become effective according to the provisions of the Town of Franklin Charter. Move resolution 22 24. Second. Motion is second. Discussion. Jamie, anything to add? Questions or comments from the Council? Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to approve <coughs> resolution 22 24. Majority votes required. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Bylaw Amendment 22-876, Chapter 153, Stormwater Management, Corrective Legislation. Clerk will read the resolution. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is Bylaw Amendment 22-876, Chapter 153, Stormwater Management. A bylaw to amend the Code of Town of Franklin, Chapter 153, Stormwater Management. Motion to waive the reading. Second. Motion and second to waive the reading. All those in favor of waiving the reading signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Move, move by law amendment 22 876. Is there a second? Second. Sorry. Motion and a second. Discussion. Jamie, quick summary. Yeah, this is the second reading of the bylaw approved at the last meeting, which is the corrective legislation in the stormwater bylaw language that allows for the abatement uh, credit. Uh, systems that we have to put out uh, as part of the program. Questions from the council? Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to approve bylaw amendment 22-876. Again, a majority roll call. Oh, it's a roll call vote. Roll call vote. So it's a majority roll call. The clerk will call the roll. I, I would be happy to. 
Chapter 82, Municipal Service Fees, amended at Section 82-6, Schedule of Service Fees, Subsection A, Administration Stormwater Utility Fee. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is Bylaw Amendment 822-877, uh, uh, Chapter 82 Fees, Municipal Service, Stormwater Utility Fee, a bylaw to amend the Code of Town of Franklin. At Chapter 82 Fees Municipal Service by adding a new definition of stormwater utility fee and new service fee stormwater utility. Be it enacted by the Franklin Town Council that Chapter 82 Dakota Town Franklin Fees Municipal Service is hereby amended as follows. Section 82-15 Service Fee Definitions insert in appropriate alphabetical order of the definition. Stormwater utility fee shall have the definition provided in the Code of the Town of Franklin Chapter 152 Stormwater Management. Article 5 Stormwater Utility Subsection 152-31 Definitions. Section 82-6, Scheduled Service Fees, inserts in subsection L, Public Works, in appropriate alphabetical order of service fee. Service fee, uh, stormwater utility, at a rate of $18.66 per billing unit per property. This bylaw amendment shall become effective on and after July 1st of 2023. Move bylaw amendment 22-877. Second. Motion and second. Discussion, Jamie. Through you, Mr. Chair, uh, this is the uh, second and final vote uh, to enact uh, the utility fee for stormwater uh, into the uh, fee schedule of the council. Thank you, Jimmy. Questions or comments from the council? Seeing none, the clerk will call the roll. Jared? Yeah. Yes. Magic? Yes. Coleman? Angela? Yes. Jamie? Yes. <clears throat> Jones, yes. Hamlet? Yes. Vice Chair? Yes. Chair? Yes. Eight, one absence. Motion carries. Bylaw Amendment 22-878, Chapter 82, Municipal Service Fees, amended at Section 82-6, Schedule of Service Fees, Subsection A, Administration, Passport Photo Fee. Clerk will read the resolution. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is uh, Bylaw Amendment 22878, uh, Chapter 82, Municipal Service Fees, Passport Photo Fee, a bylaw to amend the Code of Town of Franklin and Chapter 82 Fees, Municipal Services by adding new service uh, passport photos, being enacted by the Franklin Town Council at Chapter 82 of the Code of Town of Franklin Fees, Municipal Services is hereby amended as follows to add to subsection 82-6, Schedule of Services under Administration, Passport Photo, $10. This bylaw amendment shall be effective in accordance with the provisions of the Town of Franklin Home Charter. Move bylaw amendment 22-878. Second. Motion the second. Discussion on the motion. Jamie, anything? Through you, Mr. Judge, it's the second uh, and final vote uh, to put the passport fee of $10 uh, per photo into the town code. And now we're full service passport center. First floor, shameless plug. Come on in, get your passports, <laughs> bring the whole family. Bring the grandparents and uh, go travel. And just to clarify, this is a passport passport photo fee. 
not a passport fee. Which is set by, the fee is set by the government, the federal government. Correct. Any questions from the council? I need a passport to go to rental. Okay, clerk, <laughs> clerk will read the read the roll. <laughs> Comey Ledger. Yes. Sheridan. Yes. Chandler. Yes. Angela. Yes. Uh, Hamlin. Yes. Jones. Yes. Vice Chair. Yes. Chair. Yes. That's eight. One absence. Motion carries. Resolution 22-25, Gift Acceptance, Conservation Commission, $1,000, and Veterans Services Department, $300. Clerk will read the resolution. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is Resolution 22-25, Acceptance of Gift, uh, Conservation Commission and Veterans Services Department, whereas the Conservation Commission and Veterans Service Department has received generous donations, totaling $1,300, to be used at the discretion of each respective department as follows. Donation summary, Conservation Commission, one donation to be applied towards annual Delcart Earth Day events and other programs and events as decided by the Commission. Uh, for Mr. Joe Halligan, $1,000. Veterans Services Department, donations to be applied towards Veterans Municipal Assistance Fund and used at the department's discretion to help support local veterans and their families from the VFW Auxiliary Post 3402, $300. Now, therefore, be it resolved that the Town Council, the Town of Rank, on behalf of the Conservation Commission and the Veterans Services Department, gratefully accepts this generous donation to be used at the discretion of the Conservation Commission and the Veterans Services Department as described above. This resolution shall become effective according to the provisions of the Town of Franklin Home Charter. Move resolution 22-25. Second. Motion and second. Discussion. Jamie. just want to thank everybody for their generous donations, uh, especially uh, just to know Mr. Halligan's, uh, I think, numerous contributions to the Conservation Commission. Uh, one of the things that Joe always tells me is nobody should be going to an event like that without getting a free t-shirt, free food, and uh, his money always goes towards uh, their cost for the uh, Earth Day cleanup. Thank you. Thank you. Any counselors? Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to approve resolution 22-25. Majority votes required. All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Town Administrator's Report, FY23 budget update. Yeah, through you, Mr. Chair. So uh, the budget will be out uh, two weeks from today, but just as a bit of a quick preview, um, I think the theme for this year is that we're gonna be extraordinarily grateful for what we have um, and focus on the positives. I do wanna give a couple of highlights. Um, one, I want the folks who have been advocating for the school department to feel really good about their advocacy. Uh, it appears that the number that they requested we will be able to put into the budget this year. Uh, and so we look forward to uh, continuing the incredible education services that the school district does. Uh, two, as I mentioned earlier, we're gonna be able to add in the additional positions we lost last year for the Public Works Department, which is gonna be key for these guys over here. Um, and we're obviously, uh, as folks know, we did some reforms at the Senior Center. Uh, just a few highlights. Um, you know, again, our staff is working around the clock uh, to put the whole budget uh, together. Uh, but I'm very proud of the whole staff, and I think everybody uh, in town uh, is going to be very pleased with the town administrator's recommended budget. 
Uh, I would note on the senior center, speaking of uh, some changes and reforms, uh, our uh, chef has arrived. She started and uh, last Monday, April 4th, the kitchen will now be open uh, on April 11th. Uh, for those of you that follow the Senior Center on Instagram, you saw some of the early uh, renderings of make your own pizzas uh, and a variety of cool stuff. Uh, I'm really, really excited to have Ann as part of the team. Uh, and she's already, uh, I gave her full carte blanche authority to move whatever she wants in the kitchen. It's her turf. I cook at home, I know how it feels. We want her to feel empowered to do what she does. And we're very excited, so hopefully, I already warned her, April 11th, you might have a big crowd. Make sure you buy plenty of eggs. You might want to just go buy a pig for the bacon, because there's gonna be a lot of people showing up. Uh, but for those of you that go to town council office hours, like all of us, in a couple weeks, uh, everybody will be able to, uh, to meet Ann and hopefully taste her delicious food. The quiet zone study, uh, as I just replied to a, a lady two minutes ago that has been emailing Kobe and I, uh, the quiet zone study, we have received the $70,000 after <coughs> nine months of uh, advocacy, of peeling the money away from the MBTA. Uh, we finally have the money wired in hand and Mike Maglio and our engineering team, because they do everything at the DPW, uh, is gonna be getting that project going over hopefully the summer. That study will take a little while, uh, but at least that project is going. Uh, the SNET permitting uh, for the $200,000 of work that we're required to do for the land swap has been permitted by the Conservation Commission, and uh, we hope to get that project moving on later this summer. Uh, and I couldn't help earlier, when the fire department was here, I just, uh, I don't do this often. Um, you know, we have a tremendous amount of staff, uh, uh, but uh, I have to make note of Dave Morris. Uh, has officially put in his retirement notice after 36 plus years with the Franklin the Fire Department. Uh, for those of you that know Dave, uh, his incredibly big smile and warm generosity. It is just, when you say 36 plus years, it's just pretty sobering. Uh, I walk out, you congratulate him out here, and he just has the same smile, the same handshake as he's ever had. Um, and it's just, again, 36 years. Uh, so anybody knows Dave Moe, uh, give him a hug, give him a shake. Uh, I'm sure we'll do all the awards at the appropriate time, Mr. Chairman, uh, but I did have to acknowledge him. Uh, we're sad to have lost uh, our second GIS staffer, uh, Danica, uh, but this is the, uh, you know, hopefully not too often, uh, but we're really proud to have had Danica for a couple of years. Um, and someone peeled her away from us, uh, gave her big bucks, um, and as folks know, we've got the compensation and classification study going right now, which looks, we report later this fall, but looking at our competitive advantage, and I think uh, uh, what Danica brought and her, uh, her energy, there's a great example of where we need to look down in the future about what kind of investments we're paying people, uh, all of our staff, um, uh, if we're gonna ever keep and retain uh, people for the future. And uh, I'm just gonna finalize uh, today. Uh, I mean, you can't say enough about Chief McLaughlin and the incredible job uh, the Chief has done uh, in our uh, fire department. All of you, you walk out in the hall, uh, what do they tell me? You n I never thought I'd ever see this day. We, I know all of you have heard this, uh, but 45,000 departments 459 
We are in the 0.01% of the best fire departments in the United States of America. 15, 15 in New England, one five, nine of them are major cities, Boston, Cambridge, New Bedford, Fall River. Very, very sobering to think of the incredible job that they have done. Uh, we talk about how great our staff is. We, we, we boast about it from time to time. Uh, but with the acknowledgments tonight to the DPW and the water department and the fire department to receive that designation and our police department will be a fully accredited police department later this summer. Um, you know, just incredible, incredible stuff. What Jim McLaughlin did not mention, we got lost in the shuffle, is for every residential homeowner, every commercial owner in town needs to make sure they tell their homeowners or commercial insurer about this. It got lost in the shuffle. We're talking about significant savings on people's insurance rates. One of our DPW employees told me last week they already went and told their insurer and they did get a 3.5% decrease on their homeowner's insurance bill. When we talk about government raising fees, here's one where we're actually saving people money on the other end. And I have to be a little uh, over the top about it because we talk about the bad stuff, but we always kind of forget sometimes of the ways we do save money and we do do the work to help people out in their own costs. Not just electricity and aggregation, but here's an amazing example tonight, so anybody out there listening, and I know that they'll do press releases and all that stuff, um, please contact uh, your insurer and see if you're eligible for a rate decrease. And uh, just a huge congratulations to the chief and the department uh, on a job incredibly well done. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Jim. Questions for you? Okay, moving on, future agenda items. Councilor Cornell Ledger. Not at this time. Councilor Chandler. Nothing at this time. Councilor Sheldon. Nothing at this time. Councilor Frangillo. Uh, I believe it's a, a matter for the uh, school committee at least first, but I would like to make sure that we follow up with the student sir. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Councilor Hamlin. Nothing at this time. Councilor Jones. No, sir. <coughs> Councilor no, sir. Okay, Councilor Commons. Councilor Sheridan. I, I too would like to graduate the fire department. My father's a uh, firefighter for 30 years. I also like to uh, congratulate a local resident, Jermaine Samuels Jr., who was in the 504 for Villanova. He lives two doors down from me, and I remember him walking to David Stale and Andy Sullivan. It was a great scene on TV. Thank you, Councilor Sheridan. Councilor Frangillo. Yeah, uh, a few events. Still got the Metro West Arts and Culture Symposium coming up on the 14th. Uh, Earth Day on the 23rd, if you want to get involved and help clean up some uh, key areas around town, that's always a fun day. Um, Senior Center Needs Forum, we're doing a, a, a forum, a community forum on needs on the 8th, the 12th, and the 27th. Um, if you look on their social media. Uh, our sports are still crushing it. 11-0 on the first day of the spring. Uh, and theater. I got it my first chance to catch a theater performance this year, and I don't want to steal all the thunder um, away from, from Castle Jobs, but uh, they are incredible. It was, it was a fantastic performance, uh, and they won regionals. Um, if, if there was another level, I'm sure they would have uh, won that. They're you know, one of 14 um, uh, theaters, departments recognized uh, in the state. 
uh, it was a really, really cool performance. So, good sports, good theater, we love it. Thank you, Councilor Frangillo. Councilor Hamblin. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. I, too, would like to, to um, just congratulate the Franklin Fire Department, and not just that, but the teamwork that went into getting this Class 1 rating. It's just amazing how everybody works together. We're always talking about how this is a team. I run the, you run a, a city like this as a team, and that's the best way to do it. And it, it, it just shows the great people we have here. Um, I, I wanted to say that uh, we will have an EDC meeting before the next town council meeting, which will be actually next week. Um, so we, it won't be, we won't have a break. And um, we were gonna talk about parking and snow removal. So um, that should really bring in a few people. It's so exciting. Right, Brutus? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Councilor Hamlin. Councilor Cormier Ledger. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I um, want to thank the young man from the high school for his comments and echo that we want to defer that question to the school committee. Uh, congratulations, obviously, to our fire department and to everybody involved in that incredible ISO 1 rating. Uh, I want a huge shout out to our Franklin High School cheer. Uh, for being national champs, uh, that is a huge accomplishment for uh, for those young ladies and their coaches. I want to put a plug out for uh, Franklin Youth Football. Registration is now officially open, and for the first time in many, many years, many of the teams are almost full. Uh, so that's an exciting turnaround <coughs> if we look at where it was even just a few years ago. Um, I want to sh congratulate the Franklin U14 White hockey team. Uh, they are now the South Shore Conference champions uh, after uh, several playoff games, one in which they had eight overtimes. Um, and uh, Brandon Scardino and James Brusso in particular, I want to congratulate both of those young men for their incredible play and uh, bringing that championship home. Uh, and that's it. Thank you. Thank you, Councilor Cornell-Ledger. Councilor Chandler. Dream, Mr. Chandler. I mean, just to. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. We're all making sense tonight, right? Wishful thinking. Dream, Mr. Chairman. This <laughs> 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 is a mental health worker. <laughs> um, so on a serious note, um, it was good to see that um, Arlington Street already got started. Yeah. So you, we brought that up on the slide, but. Thank you to everyone back there, because that's already, I saw them. Did they already stop the, the roads, Jamie, or? I don't know, I'm supposed to ask a question. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll let you get away with it. All right. Are you Mr. Chair? Yeah, go ahead. Is it working? Yeah. yeah. You can hear me anyways. Um, <laughs> you don't need it. I know. Yeah, we did start that project, and that was one that um, you know, the team had got together last year, so we got that bit out early, and um, so they actually had the pipe to put in the ground. We got a couple of those coming up at the Country Club. It's going to be interesting. We're already hearing about um, there's no pipe. There's, there's nothing to put in the ground. So it's like it's really waiting on. So that, that's why I was shaking my head. It's not so much control of public works administering. It's trying to get the contracts for the materials to the job, which I think everybody's aware of. Yeah, yeah Arlington Street's going great. Um, we're moving right along with that one. And uh, we got a good price on that one. And we're, gonna, we're getting a couple of good prices. We're starting um, doing a neighborhood meeting tomorrow over on. Um, Two of them? McIntosh here, we're redoing that whole street, the road down there. We had a meeting, obviously, in Arlington the other day. 
and also complaining street. So we'll get there. So thank you. And um, you brought up the GIS coordinator, assistant Danica. She will admit she was a Franklin girl. She went to school there. Yep. So it's, it's too bad that we lost her. And Councilor Hammond brought up the word teamwork. And I have to agree with the incredible teamwork because there's a few councils here that can say it wasn't like that. It wasn't always like that here in Franklin with that kind of teamwork. And it was just, it was great to see. Everybody was just so positive tonight. It was, just, it was really great. It was just great. So uh, that's it. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Councilor Chandler. Uh, next, Mr. President, I mean, Councilor Jones. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Chancellor. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Jones. I mean, Mr. Chancellor. Um, honestly, I'll joke on the side. Um, we talk a lot about the sports in the town, and, and uh, Cody, thank you for the segue into the, the theater group. Um, but in all honesty, I think one of the things, and I think, Mr. Chair, I think you can appreciate coming from a theater background when you fit within your family and FSPA and so on and so forth, uh, to appreciate really how much hard work was put in by the Franklin High School Theater Group these past months, working on the adaptation of uh, a play called The Cave that was put on as part of a competition at Franklin High School. The, the original, uh, the semi-regional competition was done a couple weeks ago, and Franklin was one of six to move on. And then the regional competition was this past Saturday night, where they competed up against uh, six more schools and ultimately ended up becoming one of only 14 schools in the whole state of Massachusetts to receive the Massachusetts Educational Theater Guild's uh, award for, 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 for one of the best theater groups. Unfortunately, they don't have a final because of COVID kind of stuck on the wrench into things, um, but this is a really um, huge deal for this group. I can't even begin, I think Kobe can, can back me up on this one, to describe to you how much work and how much effort went into creating an absolutely phenomenal 39 minute and 51 second show. And the reason I say that is because it had to be less than 40 minutes or else they would have been disqualified. They were nine seconds short of that 40 minute qualifications. They're between, between the theatrics, the ensemble, the artwork, the music, the lighting, the acting, Everything else um, was just an absolutely just phenomenal show. I, I can't even get to describe to you what it was like. It's something you have to see for yourself. Um, but I want to give kudos out to everybody who put so much hard work into making that production reality. It was such a proud moment to see. I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be a, a, adulting dad if I didn't say huge congratulations to my son Simon, who played one of the main characters, uh, Don. Uh, he was. Um, one of the people who went into the cave uh, did a great job. Mackenzie Atwood and so many other great actors that were um, in the play. Um, you know, we always talk so much about football and baseball and basketball and everything else, but I just love to give a shout out uh, to the <coughs> Really, they deserve the accolades. And the chairman I'd like to do, I know he mentions too, before, is invite them in to offer some form of a citation for their well-deserved uh, awards that they've taken from the regionals. Only being one of 14 in the state of Massachusetts is a tremendous accomplishment. 
Other than that, I think everything else has been said. The fire department, obviously a great job. Jamie, great job. DPW, great job. Our whole staff, great job. Really, it's, uh, it's just my chairman I'm worried about. <coughs> That's it, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Councilor Jones. Councilor Delano. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you. Well, looks like everything's been said. Sports, theater, we got everything on one. Uh, already all said, but uh, on another couple of issues, we had a rec meeting the other night, Monday night. We got a lot of good things coming up. Um, you know, lights up on King Street, hopefully, and we have a lot of things coming up. Uh, a lot of good things coming up. Good meeting Monday night, uh, which will be coming up into the council with future dates, but uh, things are looking good. Uh, for the rec department. A um, couple things. Um, uh, in, uh, Jermaine, uh, in congratulations to him. I, I remember my son was a junior in high school playing uh, basketball, and he came in, and he was like in seventh grade, and he stood over everybody, and it was like, wow. <laughs> Good kid, though. Um, and I have to give my condolences out to uh, a good friend of mine, local town guy, uh, Gene Van Vort, got killed in a uh, tragic uh, car accident over the weekend, a couple weekends ago. Uh, coached his son for years, his daughters, I don't know, my daughter's a real, real nice guy. Uh, unfortunately, uh, something must have happened, we'll never know, but uh, to the Van Vort family, uh, I send my condolences to him. That's it. Thank you, Councilor DeLuca. Uh, just a couple more things to add. Uh, Memorial Day celebration, there'll be something coming out. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, yes, I believe the invite was sent to everybody earlier today. Right. I just want to make sure they're, it's they're, on the website. And yeah, on. they are They are starting it. I believe it's going out <coughs> yesterday, today, tomorrow, this week. Okay, we got breakfast at the uh, Senior Center, 9 to 11. On Friday, the breakfast is on Friday. The breakfast, and then on Monday, will be the parade, parade ceremony sound. from I think 10:30 to about noon. Okay, great. Thank you, and we'll have more updates and as we move forward with our council meetings. Okay, uh, one other, one other thing, and uh, I think it's something to note. Uh, I believe currently we have more restaurant or common victuals licenses than we had pre-pandemic. Am I correct in that assumption? That's accurate. So I think that's a great thing. It's good news for our community uh, to go through the entire pandemic and here we are right now sitting uh, with more restaurants in town with common victuals licenses than we had before the pandemic. So I think that's a... I think we're all getting drink after that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, the fire department and what's, what's going on there, uh, I mean, everybody's, everybody's said it all. Uh, it's just a tremendous team. And to Councilor Chandler's point, uh, where we were, five or six years ago to where we are today is it's like night and day and just to see the number of firefighters that were here this evening to celebrate the award uh, that the community got I think just uh, speaks volumes of 
the administration and of the fire department's administration. So I think that's a wonderful thing. And I think to Jamie's point, and I had it here to speak about, uh, because in, if you look up the ISO, and it says, unfortunately, the ISO does not provide fire safety scores to the public. So it's up to the public to let your insurance company know. Because right here in bold print, it says, a lower PC, PPC score for your area may translate to a lower homeowner's insurance premium. So here again, to Jamie's point, and, uh, and I do believe the chief briefly slide, slid over this, and I think it's an important piece for the community to know that notify your insurance company, you're probably eligible for a premium discount. So, uh, and lastly, I just uh, uh, offer my condolences to the Costello family, uh, a relative, uh, uh, Dennis Costello passed away over the past weekend after a long fight with Parkinson's. So, uh, with that, I entertain a motion to so move. Second. Motion to second. Non debatable. All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Thank you, one and all. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tin Type Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.